Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. While you remain standing, I want to read a couple of verses. 1 John 4, verse 3. 1 John 4, verse 3. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Let's just praise him one more time before we're seated. Father, we thank you so much, God. We pray for the anointing of the Holy Ghost to be here. We pray for miracles, signs, and wonders to be done. We pray, confirm your word. We pray, bless each and every one, and let us all have open hearts and minds to receive what you want us to receive in this place today. In the name of Jesus, and everybody say, amen. Clap your hands, and you may be seated. I want to preach on the subject greater, greater, amen. You know, uh, when Jesus came on the scene and we, we know who we, he was God in human form, he came to a, a group of people led by leadership that uh, held uh, in, in, uh, in, a, in a right way in many ways, they held the Old Testament uh, prophets and uh, and leaders and and in very high regard, but in some ways they held them in too high of regard, uh, especially when Jesus came to tell them all about who He was, Amen. And they kept comparing Him to this guy and Him to that guy, and He made it crystal clear to them. Who he was. Now it wasn't the people, most of the people that he was preaching to that followed him. That wasn't the issue. It was the religious leaders, the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes. They were the ones that were having a hard time believing in him and receiving what he was trying to get across. Praise God. And so, you know, they they really revered some of these people, respected and held him in high regard, and that's fine. But it was so much so that they rejected the very one that these Old Testament people that they were holding up were pointing to, who was Jesus. Amen. Great Old Testament people like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, like, like Moses, the prophet, Jonah, and the wise man Solomon, and even the temple, the temple that they came and worshipped in, and they did all their things and their sacrifices. They held that in even higher regard than, you know, than even they should have. Amen. 
because it was a building that God dwelt in, but it was only good because God was there. You take God out of the temple, the temple's nothing. You take God out of this building, this building's nothing. It could be anything else, amen. But because God is here, and because you bring God every time you come, this is a special place, praise God. Amen. And so one by one, Jesus began to talk to them about some of these people that they held in high regard and began to say, amen, that there was a greater here now than these that you were holding up. Hey, well, we have, we have Moses, and we have Abraham's our father, and we have the law of Moses, and Moses told us this, and Moses told us that. We've got Jonah the prophet and all the other prophets. Who do you make yourself out to be? And he told him. He said in Luke eleven thirty one, the queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. He said, I'm greater than Solomon. Amen. And then in Luke 11, another place. He said, the men of Nineveh shall rise up in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, a greater than Jonah is here. In other words, Jesus was saying, Jonah preached one message and a, a whole a whole city of thousands, tens of thousands of people repented from the king down to the kids. Amen. After one sermon from a prophet Jonah, and he said, Amen. I'm the one who created Jonah. Praise God. A greater than Jonah is here. See, they weren't responding to Jesus. A whole city responded to Jonah, and they didn't respond to Jesus preaching. Amen. They didn't want to change. But he said, a greater than Jonah is here. Amen. John chapter 8. And then we know Abraham. He was the father. He was the beginning of the Jewish nation. It all started with him. Amen. His son Isaac was the promised son, and, and Isaac's son Jacob was the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. Amen. That began, amen, the 12 of, uh, to his 12 sons became the 12 tribes and they became the whole nation of Israel. Amen. But they held Abraham in the highest regard. Praise God. John 8.53 They said, Are you greater than our father Abraham who is dead and the prophets are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? In verse 56 uh, he said, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. And then they scratched their head and they were saying, then the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old and have you seen Abraham? And then verse 58, Jesus said unto them, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. You better believe I've seen Abraham. Before Abraham was, I am. He's greater than Abraham. Hebrews 6.13 said, For when God made a promise to Abraham, God promised Abraham a lot of things in the book of Genesis. But when he made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. You know, when somebody, amen, wants to make a promise or an oath, especially in this culture and in this time, in Bible times, uh, they would make an oath, they would swear, and they would, they would make it, uh, when they said, I swear this and I make this oath, 
before God and to God. Amen. Because that's the highest thing that they can make the oath and the promise to. But God said, when I make an oath and when I make a promise, there's none greater than me to, to make the oath. So I make it to myself. Amen. Because I'm the biggest thing out there. I'm the greatest thing. There's no greater than God. Amen. I'm trying to build a little foundation this morning, amen, to let us know that we got a great God in our midst, folks. And I don't care what you're facing, and I don't care what's happening in your life, amen. We got a God that's greater than Solomon. He's greater than Abraham. He's greater than Jonah, amen. And he's greater than your issue and your trouble and your problem. He's greater. The woman at the well said to, to Jesus in John 4, 12, Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? And he, she said, you, you better believe I am. She said, you drink of this. He said, you drink of this well and you'll be thirsty again. But you drink of the water I'll give you and you'll never thirst again. Amen. Praise God. He's greater than Jacob. And then, oh, they, they quoted Moses left and right. Moses said this, and Moses told us we could do that. And Moses said this, but what do you say? You know, like pitting him against Moses. John 5, 45, do not think that I shall accuse you to the Father. It is Moses who accuses you, on whom you set your hope. If you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Amen. He is greater than Moses. And of course he's greater than Moses. Amen. Because he spoke to Moses from the burning bush. Amen. Exodus 3, 5. Then he said, Amen. God, speaking out of the bush, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Amen. So God spoke out of the burning bush. Amen. We just heard, before Abraham was, I am. And before Moses left that burning bush, when God told him to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go, he said, wait a minute, I need to know your name so I can tell Pharaoh whose name it is that told me to go. And he said, my name is I am that I am. Praise God. You tell him, I am has sent you. And Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. So you better believe he's greater than Moses. He's greater than Abraham. He's greater than Jonah and the prophets. He's greater than Solomon, Isaac, and Jacob. Oh, praise God. Acts 3.22. Remember, Jesus said to, I just read it about Moses. He said, Moses wrote of me. Amen. And this is what he said about that. Acts 3.22, For Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Amen. A great prophet was going to come 
And it was more than a prophet. It would be the Messiah. And Jesus fulfilled that role. Amen. But notice what he said. And you must listen to everything he tells you. And let me tell you something. Let me give you some good advice from this day forward. Amen. Walking with God in this world. Amen. Listen to everything he tells you. And try to your best to do it. Praise God. And you will be a blessed person. And you will have less heartache. You will have less fear. You will have less issues in your life. That's great advice for us also. Listen to everything he says. Praise God. Before Jesus started his earthly, he didn't even really start his earthly ministry yet. But he went to a wedding his mom invited him to. Amen. They ran out of wine and it was kind of embarrassing. And the people knew his mom and said, hey, you know, we, we ran out of wine. You know, what, what can we do here? And then she went over there and she, you know, kind of gave him the big eyes. And you can you do something about it? And he said, you know, my time's not yet come. In other words, I haven't read. I'm not really ready to reveal myself. But his first miracle that he did. Amen. Was at this wedding. Praise God. And so when he he, he, he said, Mom, you know, he, he, he said, I, I, you know, it's not my time. Come on. And she's, she's you know, pretty please, you know, kind of thing. And, and then, you know, he, he did it for his mom. He honored his mom. That's the only reason he did this. And then as soon as he saw that she saw in his eyes that he was going to do it, even though it might have been a little bit reluctant, amen, she turned to the servants in John 2, 5. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. And that's good advice for us today. Whatever he says to you, yeah, but it doesn't quite make sense. Just do it. Amen. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm going to fall on my face. I'm not sure what's going to happen here. Amen. Just do it. Amen. If you know the voice of God and you know it's him telling you, amen, just do it. Praise God. Listen to everything Jesus tells you and believe it and do it and live it. Amen. And I'm telling you, you're going to have the greatest life that you can live on this planet. Praise God. Amen. And then on... The temple, they really revered that temple. You know, it, it wasn't Solomon's temple because Solomon's temple was torn down when Nebuchadnezzar came and took them captive. And then uh, when they came after 70 years, they, they rebuilt a very modest temple. It was Ezra's temple. Amen. And then later, King Herod came on the scenes and he, he wanted to do uh, the Jews a favor and, and, and uh, the people. And so he helped uh, kind of uh, really remodel and bring it back to much more of a nicer uh, look to it. It was very more beautiful, nothing like Solomon's temple, but it was much more uh, big and glorious than Ezra's temple. And so, you know, everybody was going, ooh, and awe oh, when they went to Jerusalem to see the temple. Amen. But you know like song we were singing earlier? Amen. I, I dedicate this temple to you, Lord. We weren't talking about this building. We were talking about our hearts. Amen. We are the temple of the Spirit of God. Amen. So Jesus said, we, you, we are more important than a building, even if it is billions of dollars in the making. Amen. But Matthew 12, 6, I say to you that in this place is one greater than the temple. 
He's greater than a temple. In fact, he said, he said tear, this, uh, tear this temple down and in three days I'll build it up again. And the Jews said, you are out of your mind. Amen. It took uh, Herod for, and, and all the heap money and all the time, the materials and all the workers. It took over 40 years to build this temple. And you're going to build it up in three days? He was talking about the temple of his body because he said this temple is the most important temple. Because when this temple is crucified, amen, and I say it is finished and I get in that grave I'm not going to stay there and 72 hours later I'm coming out amen and then I'm going to have a church blood bought spirit washed amen hallelujah so this temple is more important than that temple he said but you might be saying this morning that your heart is broken beyond repair maybe you're saying that your heart is devastated beyond recovery you might be saying that your heart is paralyzed by fear of the future, what you see is coming your way or whatever, and you don't think you can face it. You may be, amen, be saying those kind of things. You know, I know we don't know what the future holds, but there's one thing I know for sure. I know who holds the future, and his name is Jesus. Amen. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hold on to the hand, amen, of the one who knows the end from the beginning. I'm going to hold on to the one who calls those things that be not as though they were. I'm going to call the one who knows the future. I'm going to hold on to his hand. You might even be saying this morning that your heart is so overwhelmed with condemnation for whatever reason, guilt or shame, that you feel hopeless and helpless. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, I got a God. You got a God. There's a God in this place. There's a God in this world. Amen. Named Jesus. Praise God who can help you through any guilt, through any shame. His grace is sufficient. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. His power is unequaled. Amen. There is no God like our God. His name is Jesus. Praise God. Psalm 61.2 When my heart is overwhelmed... Amen. And I know our hearts get overwhelmed sometimes. Amen. In this world we're living in today, all the things that are happening really fast in this, this world, our heart can get overwhelmed real easy. But when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, that is greater than I, that is bigger than I. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm not serving a rock that's the same size as me. I'm definitely not serving a rock that's smaller than me. Amen. I'm not serving no rock that I can put in my pocket and go, hey, come on, rock, come along with me. I'd be like, if I got to help this rock out, I'm like, this is no God. Amen. But that's what some people do. They take a, they take a, a, a log or they take a rock or, or they take an animal or do whatever and they start worshiping all kinds of stuff. But let me tell you something. None of that can help you. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's superstition. Amen. It might make you feel better. But you want some reality. You want uh, something to really change your life. His name is Jesus. His spirit is powerful. It's got comfort. It's got power to overcome. And that's what we need today. So no matter what's going on in your heart this morning, it's not greater than God. I said it's not greater than God. I don't care what you're facing. 
I don't care what you came in here with and what you're going to go home to face. It's not greater than God. 1 John 3, 24, if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and He knows all things. Amen. Let me tell you something. God is greater than our heart. He's greater than what's messing with our minds. He's greater, amen, than what's trying to tear our bodies down. He's greater. Amen. Greater is larger and bigger and higher and mightier. That's what greater is. Isaiah 66, 1, thus saith the Lord, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. That's how big a God we got. He's just kicking back, you know, he's not kicking back, he's a busy, but let me just, you know, whatever. You know, he's in a big old lazy boy, amen, and, you know, he's got this big ottoman and he's kicking up his heels and, uh, oh, that's the earth, okay. Well, you know, that's a pretty good size uh, shoe you got there. That's bigger than Shaq's shoe. Amen. Doesn't Shaq have a size 23 or something? Uh, that's a little pipsqueak shoe compared to what God's got. His shoes are kicked up on the earth. Amen. We're serving a God that's huge. Amen. I know our problem is huge in front of us. But I don't care if you got a Mount Everest in your life right now. God. Amen. That's just a little something to God. He can just flick out of your way. Flick out of your life. Praise God. I'm trying, to bring you, I'm trying to bring your faith up this morning. I'm trying to encourage you this morning that we got a God that can do anything for you. Amen. Jeremiah 23, 24. Do not I fill heaven and earth, says the Lord. Amen. He fills heaven and earth. Amen. So God is the only being. Now an angel, they are not only invisible, but they can go real fast. I don't know how fast that an angel can go, like from, say, an angel was right here in the church, and then he needed to get over to Australia real quick. I don't know how fast he could fly over there. I don't know if it's minutes or a couple hours or, or whatever it is. I'm not sure how fast angels can fly. Amen. But they can only be one place at one time, even they can zip back and forth pretty quick. But we got a God whose name is Jesus, and he can be everywhere all the time at the same time. He's never not where you are. He's never not where you are. There's no place you can go to get away from his presence, and that's a comforting thought to me. Amen. Deuteronomy 10, 17, for the Lord your God is a God of gods and a Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome. And Psalm 47, 2, for the Lord most high is awesome. He's a great king over all the earth. We got the greatest. We're serving the greatest. He's the most high God. He's the highest. There's none higher than him. There's none greater than him. There's none bigger than him. Revelation 1.8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which was to come, the Almighty. The Almighty. There can only be one Almighty. Amen. So he's greater than our doubts. He's greater than all worries and anxieties. He's greater than fears. He's greater than our troubles. He's greater than our sicknesses. And he's greater than any enemy that comes against us. Amen. And that leads me back to our text verse. 1 John 4, verse 3. Amen. He said, every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. This is the spirit of Antichrist. 
whereof you have heard that it should come and even now already is it in the world. The spirit of Antichrist is in this world. What is the spirit of Antichrist? It is the opposite of Jesus Christ. Amen. It is the opposite of everything good, everything light, everything bright, everything love, everything peace, everything mercy, everything grace. That's the opposite. And we're seeing it come up, rearing its ugly head all over this world right now. But I'm here to tell you, praise God, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. He said, we are of God, and we have overcome them. Who's the them? Every spirit in this world that is of the Antichrist spirit, we've overcome them. I don't care whatever it is. Amen. There's nothing that can take us down as people of God. Amen. Because we have someone greater. We have someone bigger in our life than it's in the world. Amen. Every spirit that does not confess that Jesus is God manifest in the flesh, the spirit of Antichrist that's working in this world, that's the them that we're greater than when we have Jesus in our heart. So, amen. So God and I make a majority. You say, well, I'm by myself at my job just living for God. God and you on your job make a majority. Praise God. For greater is he in you than he that's in the world. Amen. Romans 8.31, if God be for us, who can be against us? Luke 10.19, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You see, folks, it's not enough to have Jesus with us. We must have him in us. Amen. He was with the apostles but he wasn't in them until after his death, burial, and resurrection. And then when the church started, he, they were filled with his spirit. And then he was in them. Amen. We need him in us. God can be with us. And God can bless us. And somebody can pray for us. And God can do something for us. But that's not like having him inside of us. We need him in us. Amen. Praise God. John 14, Jesus said, I will, verse 16, I will pray the Father. He shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So it seems like Jesus was talking about some other spirit but he was just talking about a different kind of a situation. He said, I'm your comforter right now. He said, I'm your provider right now. I'm taking care of you right now. I'm God in human form. But he said, I got to go. And if I don't go, that can't, the Spirit can't come back. Amen. If that doesn't let you know that there's a connection between the Holy Ghost and Jesus, I don't know what will. Praise God. He said, I can't send the comforter back until I go. Praise God. And when I go, I'm going to send him back. Praise God. And then I will not leave you comfortless. The word comfortless means orphans. Amen. I I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Amen. That's why Jesus said you must. You must be born again. 
you must be born again. That's why it's so important that we receive the promise of the Father, that we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This wonderful experience, it's really Christ in us, the hope of glory. We've got to have it in our lives. Amen. And when we receive this powerful experience, we will be endued with power from on high. Acts 1.8, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power to pray better. Power to understand the Bible better. Power to say no to temptation and sin. Power, amen, to resist the devil. Power to love your neighbor as yourself. And power even to love your enemies. Power to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. To tell others about Him. Power to be transformed. Amen. When the trumpet sounds and Jesus comes back for us. Amen. We read about an occurrence, an event that's yet to happen. Amen. Some call it, refer to it as the rapture, even though that's not in the Bible te technically. Uh, but the word phrase, catching away. Amen. That's what rap rapture in Latin means to snatch up, amen, like a raptor bird, amen, a bird of prey like an eagle or a hawk, amen. They, with their talons, what they, they, they go down there and they snatch up their prey, amen, to feed it to their young and themselves, amen. And that's where you get the word, the rapture, amen, to be caught up, to be snatched up, amen. And it's going to happen in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, amen. There's a trumpet that's going to sound, and the voice of the archangel, amen, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, amen, with the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. But we need His Spirit not beside us, but in us for, that, for us to make that event. And our, my final passage today, Romans 8, verse 9, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, this person does not belong to Him. Now, the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ, both mentioned in this one verse 9, they are talking about the same Spirit. There's only one Spirit. God is a Spirit. There's only He is only one Spirit. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, we need to have Him inside of us. Verse 10, but if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is your life because of righteousness. And notice verse 11. Moreover, if the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will also make your mortal bodies alive through His Spirit who lives in you. Amen. Let's stand. Praise God. Amen. So if we aren't alive when this rapture, this catching away takes place, if we die in Christ with the Spirit in our lives, then we have the promise that that same Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is going to raise us up. Amen. Hallelujah. But whether I die before He comes or whether I fly because I'm alive when He comes, Amen. Whether I die or fly, I got to have the Spirit. I got to have the Spirit. I got to be born again of water and Spirit. Water baptism, Spirit baptism. That's the gospel. That's the message. That's the saving message. Water, water baptism, Spirit baptism. And of course, repentance is always first.
Repentance is always first. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I believe God wants to fill somebody today. I believe God wants to let someone experience not just Jesus with you, but Jesus in you. Amen. And oh, what a change in your life. Oh, what a change in your life when that happens. Praise God. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.